So don't move your body and rest on the inside. Don't, don't shuffle your body at all. Just rest on the inside. Attention doesn't need to be on anything. If there's stillness, there's stillness. And if mind is doing crazy things, so what? Attention doesn't need to grab thoughts at all. nothing would ever happen again if it was just like this could that be okay it's fine when it's in contrast to a busy mind but if there's really nothing going on all the time Nothing happening at all. Death of the thinking mind. No capacity to personally experience anything. No way to label anything so that you can have fun with diversity and contrast. If the labeling mechanism of right and wrong, good and bad, if the dualistic labelling mechanism were no longer to arise. <laughs> There'd be nothing happening. For something to happen, it must be in contrast to another event. Really, there's nothing happening. It is mind that creates the idea that there are events. That there is a life being lived. It is mind that says it's Thursday evening and it's Raleigh. It's mind that runs all of these stories. The practical aspect of mind is not a problem. Functioning, working mind. But the thinking mind that has opinions about all of these things. The thinking mind that places you as an individual in the middle of all of it, as if you have a life, whatever that is. As if there's an independent you, whatever that is.
So just lean against the sofa or sit on the floor or whatever. Somebody's knee, whatever. So thinking mind never again to be believed, known to be inauthentic. Just a part of manifestation, but nothing whatsoever to do with you. Nothing at all to do with you. So be really honest with yourself and see, would it be okay? Is there an acceptance arising for the capacity to experience if it's taken, to personally experience, to personally feel, to personally enjoy, if this no longer arose after tonight, no individual you to register any event. Would there be resistance? Or genuinely is the death of the thinking mind, the death of the idea of you as in a separate individual. Is that okay? There's no reward on this journey at all. The journey stops and there's nothing. It ends with death of the thinking mind. There's no bliss, there's no joy, there's no happy ever after. It's just death. But religions have sold it as, you know, something to be attained. And the mind likes that because it always wants a product at the end of the, the journey, you know. There is none. Thinking mind stops being believed. And the consequence is the show is over. So we can talk if you like, imagining that it's real, but that's all we're doing, imagining it's real. Supposed to do. Pardon me. 
Are you guys moved to South Side? What does it mean for you? What, 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 what? Hmm, how come there's a how about it? Are you coming in? I want to, um, I guess I want some way to get away from the thinking and direct my focus towards something um, that would be helpful for my freedom. Um, I would like the peace of looking inward. I mean, I, yeah, you're right. I, I do feel like there's got to be a house. I mean, I can close my eyes and look at the back of my eyelids, but that's not looking at them. Yeah. So I guess I'm thinking that there must be a house. Yeah. It's it's simpler than the how, because the how is, is mind, no? And so mind wants to do something. And the moment that mind is doing something, it's moving away. From, from the place it starts out from. It's the place where your attention starts out from. That's the looking within. Before attention arises up. So the norm is, because we're so used to using the mind and focusing our attention on something, life is structured like this, that, that we imagine, okay, my attention is on whatever, like um, where I'm going later on tonight. Okay, so my attention is on that. No, no, I don't want to think about that. Let's put it on something else. So you're just changing a product for a product. That won't work for this. That's the how. It won't work for this because it's like, where did, where did that attention arise from? It's more like a falling into that. It's like before mind cranks up in the morning. You know, before it kind of says, oh, it's Tuesday. Oh, my God, I'm late for work. Or, you know, it's before the click, 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 click of the story. That's what you're looking for. And as something as simple as resting inside something so simple but it can't be a mind thing you see that won't that won't work my mind doesn't want me to rest <laughs> yeah for sure for sure but mind doesn't have to rest there's a subtle thing it's like a piece of energy or something I, I call it attention really it's like it's not so much put your attention inside it's more like let it just be flat not on anything at all and mind will do its crazy hijinks and it's like, yeah, 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 that's just mind. Mind doesn't have to stop and for many people it doesn't stop at all. So you don't need to quieten the mind. You don't, it's just any time you notice that you're in the story, that you're, you know, the, the, the thinking mind is like a TV screen right in front of you and it's your only vision. Any time that you notice that you're focused on that. It's like, whoa, drop it. Not that, not that. All you can do is move away from your thoughts. You can't, all you can do is pull back from your thoughts. You can't go towards something else. Do you see the difference? Mm -hmm. That's why the how won't work. Does it seem like something that makes sense? It makes sense. You know, I've been trying to <laughs> pull back from my thoughts. It's just difficult. Yeah. So I'm, when I think about it when I'm in bed, going to bed at night, I've got all this valuable time to just rest before I fall asleep. 
Yeah. Seems like it would be a perfect time to do something that's <laughs> yeah. not involved with the mind. Yes. But here again, it's just the how. Yes. And we're not supposed to do that. Well, something, it might be useful to use some kind of an anchor then. A simple sentence like, it's all right, it's all right, it's all right, which brings in an acceptance. You know, and it stops the, I shouldn't, I should, it stops that layer of dialogue. I shouldn't be thinking about that, or I should be doing this, or what time is it now? It's like, hold on, it's all right. Because in that allowing acceptance, something kind of drops, attention drops. It's all right, it's all right. Try something like that. It's all right. It's all right. Not even what's all right, doesn't matter. The sentence is, it's all right. Just bring in an acceptance, you know? Something will loosen, I think. Sure. I have a question. Yeah. Um, when I go to, say, some kind of satsang, I can notice maybe some presence. Should I... <coughs> try to pay attention to that presence? Or should I... <coughs> There's another notion which says completely uncontrived. And those two notions seem different. You know, not trying to do anything completely uncontrived versus paying attention to the presence. Does describe, either one of those work? Or? Describe the presence to me. Just an awareness of something that's maybe not com- not completely flat. Um, maybe it's a little bit vibrant. A knowing of knowing. A knowing that I'm here now. And that the room is here right now. Is that focusing on the present moment? I would say yes, yes. Okay, so what about outside of time? What about it? Because presence is a tricky one, and mm-hmm. it's sold. It's mm-hmm. sold as something to be, uh, there is just this presence, it's like, oh God. Mm-hmm. Do you know something in this Jack person goes like, it's a state of mind, it's sold, you know, as a, as a, as a a reward along the way, and there are no rewards. It's 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 a compromise. Like, what is here now? If you're saying you're here now, what is that? What is here now? What can be anywhere? What you are can't be localized. Can't be anywhere. So for something to be present, even presence itself, it's in time. Yes. Too much, too deep in the movie, already mm-hmm. in time and space. Mm-hmm. Space is the first one, then it's time. It's like way too deep. Mm-hmm. Now we've got existence next. Now we've got somebody who's there. It's like, oh, come on. All right, so I know what it's not. <laughs> yes, the presence is a trick of mine. Uh-huh. It's a trick. A nice zone to hang out in.
just melt. Just melt. In my mind, um, I feel like I have a, a fairly animated story, you know, and I've always wanted to write a book just in, on different experiences and things that I've been through in my life. And, um, and this, this uh, you know, through circumstances that brought me here, you know, I just kind of, I feel a lack of importance to it and a lack of, and, and kind of seeing more ego involved in trying trying to write a story or become a writer or one of the passions that I've always had. And um, <clears throat> I have a conflict with that reality and, and how I've drawn the picture of myself and, you know, the, the incredible way that I look at some of the events in a spiritual journey that I've always felt like I was on. <clears throat> and, and it seems now to be um, lacking importance and lacking the ability to have the passion to do what I wanted to with it, which was to try to connect and maybe, you know, help people who went through some of the things that I did. And um, I, don't, I don't know how to reconcile mm -hmm. with the nothingness of it all. Mm -hmm. it's, a, um, it's a conflict in my mind. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Have you ever dropped the idea of the book? Totally dropped that? Try it. Chuck it out. <laughs> well, that leaves me continuing my construction business, which I'm not too thrilled. <laughs> I mean, so, you know, there, there are other motives for writing a book. Okay. <laughs> uh-huh. So do you want, like, a change of career, or do you want... Well, no, I mean, um, I was just following your line of thinking with uh, dropping the idea of the book. Yeah. Um, that's a possibility, you know, and it certainly wouldn't be wouldn't be hard to, you know, think of it that way or to project that. Mm. <clears throat> but I don't know what that would do. Mm. It's worth finding out. If, if something is absolutely inevitable, like if it's in the destiny of this guy's body-mind to, to, to become a writer and have this huge change of career and all the rest of it, and be able to help people through it, it's going to happen. Whether you fight it, drop it, whatever. It's going to happen. If it has to happen, it's going to happen. Now, if it's motivated by desire, it's just going to lead you nowhere. Be an interesting dance, but it's 
you know, mm. when that's done, there'll be another desire. There'll be another desire. There'll be another desire. And, and like, who are you kidding? Just yourself. Do you know? So I'm understanding a, a force that just carries those things to happen if they're going to happen. Then. Yeah. Yeah. And when, when you can see that, okay, there's a pull to do that, I'm going to drop it. And it's like, you drop it completely and totally. And the frigging thing happens anyway. Okay. Right. Let life get that simple. So that there's literally the way the universe works through your form is the only thing at play. It's like you get out of your way. You and your own desires get out of the way. And somehow it becomes cleaner, more refined, faster, more efficient. Somehow, because there isn't all these contaminated ideas of the person alive wanting to make things better. Imagining that it would be better if I was a writer than a construction worker. It's like, actually, you don't know. It's always the far, far away hills are greener. It's going to play as it will. Drop the ideas around it and let's see what happens. Do you see? Mm-hmm. You know? It's just mind that, 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 that plays these, these ideas. If you can drops a whole lot. And so that's, that's even dropping faith. Yes, yes, yes. Everything. Drop everything. Let it play as it will. Mind will try anything to come in by the back door and control things, you see? Mm-hmm. And even notice the desire to change your work. It's like, okay, that's another desire. So what? I'll be here till I'm here and that's it. Let's see if there can be acceptance around that. Well, most of the time I feel pretty fortunate that I do what I do. I do it by myself. Now I used to have a crew, but I wanted the relaxing uh, atmosphere for my yeah. time to practice awareness or just notice things. And, you know, I, I do, I used to be in ride with a big group of people on bikes, but I always ride by myself now on bicycles and kayaking, things like that. I just, I just try to sit there and be with nature and not, not yeah. think about anything. And um, I realized that this, this change would, would really fill my mind up with a lot of story. And, and I've actually tried to do it before, and it has brought up a lot of uh, confusion, anger, you know, lots of crazy things, you yeah. know. Um, so, um, I, I, I think I would prefer being in a, a quieter, um, more introspective field, you know, just, you know, but, you know, I feel like part of me says that, you know, the, the story would be a waste not to, you know, but like you said, sometimes you have to let it go to. Yeah, there's a lot of stories out there. And if your story is needed, by the universe, it will be yanked out of you, no matter how much you fight. <laughs> we're, we're quite indispensable, quite dispensable, you know? Yeah. yeah, our contribution really can be delivered by another few billion people. Really. Go along the simplicity line, because when you speak about kayaking alone and doing things like that, something is just coming to rest and it's beautiful. Let it get simple, huh?
just gonna open this for air, okay? It's kind of a negotiation between the noise and the air. Everything would be taken on this path. Everything is taken. Because it's all just imagined. None of it is real. So it's all gone. You know, so you can fight it and that causes a lot of suffering. You can try to control it and that's really no fun. It's a lot of contraction. to be said for surrender. Or not my will but thine or whatever they say. Uh -huh. Everything Jack, everything's taken away yeah. or everything's burnt up or both. Same same. Same same. Same same. Yeah. Yeah. It dissolves. See through it, you know. The contractions break. choice? No. But while you think you're an individual, it does look like you have a choice. It does feel like you have a choice. So so while you think you have a choice, choose wisely. Do you know? Okay. Come on. Good here. Do bring in. No, 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 Are you sure? Well, you can bring in the chair. Okay. You can plonk anywhere, whatever. So Free will is just one of the ideas that goes along with the personal eye. Sometimes it burns, you know, it usually burns up before the personal eye. And you see that the, the one who had choice was just, I mean, even science knows this, you know, the medics have, have this down to a, a fine art, that, that 
that the decision-making faculty of mind comes in later, then, then the move towards action happens, you know? So you're actually making a move towards something and, and it takes ages for the mind to actually say, oh, I think I'm going to whatever, get a, get a soy latte instead of a whatever it is, cappuccino, do you know? So, so by the time mind, the, the decision is already made. Mind plays catch-up. It's really slow. It's really dim, actually. Mind is, you know? But you're, if it's the only thing you're listening to and there's no sense of that, that which is moving through the form anyway, then of course you think mind is making all these decisions. So it starts to weaken once mind slows down is a good way. If mind is slowing down, then there is a capacity to see that there's, I don't know, intuition, some people call it, or there's just a pull towards something, or it's like, okay, okay. So there's a noticing that there's something else. So mind is watching the noticing rather than the, I am controlling this and mm. I'm making a decision. Mm. So it starts to shift its power. Do you see? Mm. So, but the, 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 the idea that you have choice in one respect, it'll always stay there because there is a sense of like, you know, I can, whatever, I can choose to drive this way to work in the morning or drive that way to work in the morning. It really looks like there is choice there. Um, so a certain level of it will stay, but, but there will be a knowing that that's just, that's just the working mind coming in as one of the influences. There's like a gazillion influences that motivate which way you're going to go to work in the morning. There's loads of things that are at play. One of them is, is the thinking process. Now, when mind is seen to work in that way, when it's understood to work in that way, fine. That's nothing to do with free will. Free will is just, it's just, it's just an intellectual decision-making capacity that is dependent on the weather and the horoscope and what you ate for breakfast and the mood you're in and, and all these faculties that are actually nothing to do with you at all. So there's a decision-making process that will stay, but there is no freedom in it. It just looks like there's freedom in it. Now, when the personal eye is running, we have a layer on top of that, which says, I'm in control, I'm the boss here, I'm the one who's making my life happen, and I can manifest my own destiny. And so we have this controller who imagines that there is choice, which of course there isn't. It falls apart. There isn't any choice at all. But as long as you think you have choice, if that belief is still running, and it's not just a concept, oh no, I have no free will, I can't do anything about this, it's like, hold on now. That either shows itself, and if it hasn't shown itself, then choose wisely then choose wisely. It's an unwise influence to bring in to your life, your life in vertical commas, it's an unwise influence to imagine that you have no free will when that imagination is bought from a concept. That's the dangerous one. See? So if you hear non-dual concepts and you grab them and you haven't found out that they're true for yourself, this conditioning is disastrous. This will bring suffering. Spiritual bypass. Spiritual bypassing. This is the phrase for this. So a real self, I'm kind of covering a hole in the ground, even though your question was one thing, I'm just covering the whole area. Um, real self-honesty is, is, is very important. It's like, okay, is there a sense that I'm a decision maker here? Yeah, there is. Okay then, choose well. Or there's no free will, I've no choice. You know, if, if, if that's bought, like, hold on, drop it, drop it. I'm just buying a concept here. I want to believe it. Don't buy it. But if it's a concept, oh my God, I've no choice here. I've actually got no choice. Great, fantastic. Let it happen. You see? There's layers here, huh? Mind is very subtle. So, 
can we, so we can't choose to surrender the lie of the self? Um, if, it, if you can, you can't. It, in the movie, it plays as though you can. But of course, in hindsight, you will see that you had no choice. That that influence, that suggestion had to come in at that time and a response had to come and mind will say, oh, I'm doing it because I was told to do it. Uh, not so at all. It's like click, 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 click. The play out of it is the play out of it. But mind will imagine that, you know, I can't surrender. So why am I listening to being told surrender? Because you see, my mind, one will just imagine that it is the only player. It's the most insignificant player of all of it. So mind will play at surrendering. It can't do the ultimate surrendering, but it can go a long way to burn out itself. It can go a long way. It can't surrender the one who is surrendering. But all the things attached to the one can be surrendered, yes. All the stickiness that gives that, that individual eye potency, all of this can be surrendered, yes. Personal will, for example, can be surrendered, yes. But the one who was doing the surrendering, okay, that one, you could do nothing about that. There's layers to all of this, you see. How does that sit? Oh, I don't know yet. Yeah, concepts. So it's still me picturing things being let go and you know, it's, it's concepts. Yeah, yeah. Buying into versus yeah, how it is. Yeah. There's a place for all of it, but how it is is the authentic monitor. Yeah, always. Yeah. And the concepts have their play because you know, seeing what you're not. Seeing the movie as a movie, this is this is the movie. That's how the movie. That's what the movie does. It shows you that it's um, not real. I I have heard the concept, but it's sure it looks real. Yeah, <laughs> it's very real. Yeah, I can tell myself that it isn't, but that's not. Yeah, me experiencing it is. Yeah, has there ever, you see, there can't be a you experiencing it as not real. This is the bummer. Right. Has there ever been a crack where there was no you, no world? Briefly once. Yeah. Okay. Okay. This is the kind of thing that keeps you going. Yeah. It didn't. It didn't. It wasn't because of anything. Yeah. You see, this is it. Yeah. And then it was gone. And yeah. Yeah. Whatever it was. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Just a crack.
Is it possible to communicate what's not able to be communicated in silence? As in transmission? Yeah. Phenomenally, yes. But it's another experience. Hmm. It has its place, but like everything else, that goes too. It goes when there's no separation. Yes. Yes. as long as that transmission is of interest to you. Mind will say that it comes through, you know, whatever, an individual who transmits it. Um, and so that individual is just a mirror for what you are. <coughs> really, all it is, is uh, you're, you're, you're routing the transmission of what you are to who you think you are through an external mirror. You can do it any time without running that circuit. This is what Bart said to me a couple of weeks ago when I mentioned something about something that I saw in uh, Linda Clare in gazing. Okay. And uh, what I saw was Vastness, openness, spaciousness, mm -hmm. unconditional love, welcoming, and I'm, I'm, and I'm falling into it. And Bart said, "It's just a mirror," yes. and it was a big hit. <laughs> it's just a mirror. This is Bart Kish right now. All right. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. Run it inside you without Linda or an image of Linda in front of you. In front of you. Mm. Run it inside you mm. to access the core. You know, that's just what we tell mind, but... And, and, and tune in within, huh? Mm. And see what happens. Mm. Let there yeah. be no mirror. See what happens. Wow. No ideas about it, just do it. You know? Yeah. If you go into your head about it, of course, you'll be lost the plot then, you know? <laughs> yeah. Have no dependency, huh? You're all of it. You're all of it or you're none of it. But you don't need anything. Always, my whole life had pretty strong, pretty strong intuition and psychic abilities, and seen ghosts my whole life. And it 
it, I've kind of ignored it the past few years and tried to push those abilities away and close myself off to it, and they keep coming up. And I'm wondering if there's any value in those and opening myself up to those things, or my fear is that it's going to keep me selfing. It's going to keep me identifying with a certain Rochelle that I think I am, or, or if there is value to being open in, in the path, I guess. There's a struggle between these yeah. two ideas. Yeah. Yeah. If, if going into that psychic world will expand the ego, then you will only learn from that. You will learn about what you're not. Why not? Why not, why not go into the depths of the illusion? Because you'll come out again. You'll come out again. But to avoid something that, that you've put to the side and it keeps coming back, it's like this chap in his book. You know, it's like, hmm, if you've shut this down and it's just persisting, it's like there's, there's, there's something here. There's an unfolding here that manifestation is trying to experience something, no? It's trying to learn in some way or see itself or, you know? Um, if you do go into that line of work or even if it's unprofessional, it doesn't matter if it's your friends or you know whatever if you do go into that let it be of service in service and keep in mind that that the greatest thing that psychic abilities can give you is to break down the limits of thinking because it's pretty unlimited when the other dimensions you've access to the other dimensions it's very unlimited and that's the greatest thing that it can give you is to show you, like, my God, anything is only as limited as, as one believes it to be. And it expands all types of tightness and contraction and belief systems and resistances. It allows you to be fluid, you know, and to be of service until that too burns out. But if there's anything that you've kind of shut down and pushed away, in total, you know, sincerity. And it keeps coming back, it's like, okay, there's no option here. There's no option here, something is gonna, it's gonna keep bursting through. Your own will is like, not strong enough. Let it happen, huh? Let it get wild and crazy and, <laughs> and see what happens. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, and so in service, you'll have to find your boundary. You'll have to, you know, there's there's load of things that that will be learned along the way, you know. But only what you're not. That's all it is—an exploration of what you're not. So let it happen. You can still do this work, you know. You can still do this work and step behind all of it, but have the Rochelle personality, you know, operating in this way in the world. You're behind all of that, you see.
choice, and I really struggle with that. Mm. Um, sometimes I think I try, I mean, I realize I can't really do anything different anyway, but I feel like I avoid making decisions because I have this concept that I need to just let things happen. Ah, <laughs> great. There's the example now. Yeah. Does it work? <laughs> you know, I've... Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> I just have to share with you, though, that in the last couple of weeks, I've been kind of... I keep thinking, well, if I'm not meant to be doing this work, then it's going to fall away. Right. I don't actually have to make an active decision to quit. <laughs> Sometimes you do. So I've been... I've decided I'm just going to do less and less and less and less and less and see what happens. So you get fired? <laughs> no. My boss called me yesterday. He gave me a $10,000 raise. <laughs> okay. So I'm just so like, okay, I want a sign from the universe, but this wasn't the sign I wanted. <laughs> so I don't know. Okay. Well, buying a concept is something interesting to, you know, play with for a while, but it doesn't work. Because we've just dropped one concept, we've gained another concept. We've just moved the furniture around, but nothing has changed. You know? So you make decisions. Oh, no, I don't make decisions. The universe makes decisions. Well, you just shifted the, you know, nothing's, nothing's changed really here. Let, let there be a, a, a diluting of it. Sometimes decisions are made by that form, and sometimes there's just an inevitability. If it gets looser, you see, okay, if, if, if you hang on to either one of the concepts, the universe makes decisions, or I make decisions, if you hang on to either of them, both are equally, they're just two sides of the same coin. If there's more fluidity, sometimes mind will be stronger, and it will be like, no, i got to make a decision here, okay. And sometimes it will be... Jeepers, I never, I, I wasn't, wasn't really conscious of agreeing to do that. Oh my God, I agreed to do that. You know those kind of ones that sneak in? Start watching those ones. When decisions were made through your form, but you didn't employ that intellectual faculty to make the decision. They're the ones. That's the interesting one. It can be as simple as you put on the kettle to whatever, well, okay, we'll drink a lot of tea in Ireland. So we put on the kettle to make a pot of tea, right? And, and you're like, Oh, I'm going to put on the kettle. And it's like, oops, it's just boiled. Hmm. You know, you know that kind of thing? So it's, there's an automatic thing that, that, that takes over. So, it's, so to move from one extreme of who makes decisions, let there be space for both. And, and you begin to get the aroma of, of, of ones that are made by themselves. Okay? Yeah. If it's destructive for you to be in your job, if it's destructive for you to be in your job, then leave it. If it's not destructive, it doesn't matter what work you do, stay there. It doesn't matter what work you do. How does, how does your, your will be done? How does that fit into that? Mm. Um, yeah, your will be done is, um, it's, it's another stepping stone when the personal eye is really strong. And, and it's like, no, I'm the one in control of my life. I'm the one who has to avoid suffering, who has to make it happen. So if somebody has a strong will, and this Jack character had a very strong will, I'll tell you. So, like, 
there was very much like, no, I'm an independent woman and I'm doing it for myself and I'm going to make it happen and I expect nothing from anybody because I'm going to do this for myself. All right, that kind of motivated pretty much everything. So the perfect antidote was actually, okay, not my will but thine. I couldn't go, I couldn't do a halfway house. I couldn't, I couldn't because the will was so strong. I was such a doer and such a, an independent woman. Do you see? That I had to like, okay, actually, not my will but thine. So that a yielding of the whole thing had to come in. I recall a, uh, um, uh, a reading of your uh, experience of driving across Ireland and uh, yeah. stopping the car yeah. and looking at the moon. Yeah, and shouting at the moon. Shouting at the moon. Uh. And uh, did Jackie disappear when that happened? Uh, there was a there was a surrendering of that a huge surrendering of that strong woman. It was that point. It was like okay, you want everything. I can't compromise at all. The back of my head, I knew I was talking about what I called my life. I I I knew at that point. I'm kind of saying you can have free reign on everything: my work, my marriage, my bank account, my home, my house. I'm actually opening access. Totally to everything. That was a conscious thought at the time. Mm. Yeah. So there was no resistance then when all those things were taken, you know. Well, they weren't all taken, but almost all taken, you know. Mm. So uh, so there was no resistance. It was like, I've already given this away, so okay, here's this just how it's happening in life now. Okay, so be it. So be it. Was that the beginning of the shift in your life? Oh, there were so many shifts. Yeah. But it was a, it was a strong one, yeah, for sure. Did you experience, ever experience Dark Night of the Soul? Oh, yeah. So-called Dark Night of oh, the Soul? Oh, yeah, yeah. Real desperation? Yeah, yeah. Total, total blackness. Never for long, continuous periods, but pockets. Mm-hmm. Pockets of totally, totally, totally lost, mm. dysfunctional, no reference point, mm. nothing, mm. no way out, inability to grasp anything, mm. any lifeline. Mm. Mm. Just in a, can't catch anything as a reference point. And what did you do in, that, in those, at those times? It, it, it passed on its own. I couldn't do anything. Yeah. I couldn't. That was the whole point. You can't do anything. The real dark nights, you can't do anything. Did they last long? No. Lots of pockets. I'd say the longest ever was like a week and a half. Mm. Yeah. But I mean, totally lost. Like, like, so much so that I couldn't communicate. One of them I can remember... Just never, I was away with my husband at the time uh, for some kind of weekend with his work due, and I just left it in the hotel all weekend. Could talk, could eat, nothing, mm. nothing, just sitting there, like mm. craziness, craziness, really, you know, mm. just completely and totally. Can't do anything, I can't decide, I can't talk to you, I can't do anything. You know, are you hungry? I don't know. You know, like, yeah. So, level so there wasn't even a surrender in it. it was just, oh no, there was nothing in that. Nothing, that was just nothing, that was nothing just was happening. That was just complete takeover. I, 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 hear, I hear. Complete takeover, like. Yeah. Mm. And and a fear so strong that it's just in your pores. Mm. Yeah. But it passes. All things pass. But you can't even imagine that this will pass. You I mean because you can't even entertain that thought? Because yes. it's just terror. Yes. You know. Yes. But I'm very familiar with it. Are you? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. And they pass, you know. Matter of fact, at the meeting last night, that was I was kind of the, I'm a, not in the hot seat. I put myself on the hot seat. Uh-huh. But thank God for 
Debra and Barton, uh, uh, folks there, it was just got me through it. Listening yeah. to the recording of it today, it was like uh, first of my first idea today was to I don't want anybody else to hear this, you know, because it was so devastatingly shitty. Yeah. Suicidal and all that kind of stuff. I'm down here and I couldn't get out of it. Yeah. Just could not yeah. get out of it. Yeah. 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 And sometimes another person can bring you out of it, but you can't come out of it yourself. Mm. You can't. Your way is lost, you know. Sometimes somebody will just grab you by the feet and pull you back, you know, pull mm. you, pull something to reconnect something again. Yeah. 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 Sometimes help comes in and sometimes it doesn't. Mm. And both are okay, you know. It's just another experience being had. Yeah. Don't be afraid of it. They'll stop sometime or not. Thank you. Yeah. Jack, did you ever grab a hold of the uh, spiritual concepts you were talking about? Like, abiding um, in awareness or, or not being a doer or no volition? Um, no, because I, I, I had a very doubting mind. I was suspicious of everything. So I'd, I'd grab it. Okay, when I was involved in the New Age thing, oh, I grabbed all the New Age thing, of course. I was manifesting my destiny and I was doing all kinds of things to bring in all the usual crapology that you do, you know. And um, then once, once, once going inwards started to happen in earnest, um, it was like, no, okay, fine, I'm not my body. Well, right, fine, let's see, let's see. And I would check out everything. And it was the investigative uh, uh, quality of the doubting mind that helped more than anything. Everything was tested. Everything was checked out. So, so no, there was no, there was no grabbing out of concepts once I got out into the New Age stuff. There was no grabbing of spiritual concepts. It was like, well, let's see. Who are you to tell me this now? You know. <laughs> so, so <laughs> when you check, check it, out. it out, were you able to verify along the way? Yeah, yeah. And something's like, no, okay, maybe, maybe I'm not the body, but it sure as heck feels like I am. So I'm going to have to. Work that one out another way. I'll park it for now. But I'd never buy I'm not the body. Okay, because I too pretty much am very doubtful. Okay. By nature. Yeah. But I've been trying to be open yeah. to some of the things I've come across. Or, yeah. Um, and at some point, maybe, maybe the openness is, is turned into a, a grasping of a concept. So when I'm hearing you talk about these you know, grabbing concepts, I'm feeling like, Gosh, I'm such a fraud over here because I've been, that's what I've been doing. Okay. So. Okay. Just out. Okay. So, so when there is, uh, when there is doubt and suspicion, is it that you chuck something out before checking it out? Or is that, was that your pattern? I guess I didn't have much, you know, faith in the investigative nature. Ah, ah Okay. Am I investigating you know, this correctly? Or, you know, who's to say? I don't know. You know, maybe I'm just going down a different rabbit hole or something. Yes. I don't know. But go down it. Go down the rabbit hole anyway. Do you see? Because because that's the way. That's the only way that wisdom will come. Take a chance and say, okay, it it really does feel like that. That's bullshit, and I'm gonna go with that. Okay, and go with it, and you'll find out sooner or later if it's authentic or not. <laughs> but standing on the fence. Ooh. <laughs> Try everything. 
Do, do you know? Yeah, I, I kind of get that sense, and it's almost like trying on uh, some clothes for size. Yeah. But I'm trying on the concepts, is what I realize I've been doing. Yeah, you're trying on the concepts. Yeah. 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 Yeah, yeah that'll just bide you time. That's all that's doing. It's just a head game. So what if you end up down another rabbit hole? So what? A bit of wisdom comes, you know? And that's the part, I don't know that I trust the wisdom, to be anything to be gained out of that, other than just, I went down a rabbit hole and I didn't find my way back, or, I, I don't know. I don't know if this is even making much sense. No, it is, it is making sense. You see, certain experiences need to be had. And what you're talking about, I, I, I'm kind of moving towards, let these experiences be had. Of, of really, really refining the investigative faculty. And you'll find out that actually the whole thing is based on no trust, or the whole thing is, is a fantastic tool. And you, you've got to find that out for yourself, to find out if your own invest, because that's really what you're talking about, I think, is, yeah, if your own investigative methods, is it your friend or your foe? Right, because am I, am I investigating this with this the mind, the, yeah. the, or the yeah. looser ego that's yeah. not yeah. telling me that's, that's bullshit or that's, this is right or yeah. I don't know. Yeah. 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 Let, let, it, let it have its way and, and you'll find out. You know? Ultimately it'll all be bullshit. But, but as you go, heck, this is, you know, this is what mind does, huh? Right. Let it refine itself. Let it refine itself by finding out if, if that investigative thing is um, in some way useful in the phenomenal world, you know, useful in dismantling who you're not. So all it can do is dismantle who you're not. Who you're not. Right. But it's a very useful tool. So check it out and refine it, huh? Yeah, sure. Sounded to me like kind of like um, enjoy the journey, just kind of go with the flow, and just you know, in the, in the final analysis, you're, it's just going to be an experience of uh, um, observation, meaningless observation, and it's going to be just a you know, I kind of look at life sort of like a pinball machine. You know, when I get too far out, something kind of jolts me back towards the center a little bit, and I keep. Yeah, and I try all these things, and, and uh, you know, I'm, I'm a very um, kind of like self. Uh, I, I've even said before, I'm my own guru. I don't really trust anyone else to take over, you know, kind of thing. And that's just the way I've been. And it sounds like you're saying, that's fine. Just trust whatever happens as part of the journey, and just go with it, and not not judge it, and not not have any thoughts about it. And just see. That's a way to go. <laughs> <laughs> That's one approach you can have. Uh, well, I'm kind of throwing it out there to hear. Um, is there a practice? Is there a um, is there a fundamental mindset that when you're when you're seeing your life unfold and you're um, and you're one, you know, it, are you just waiting for instincts or or 
the energy of whatever's taking you forward to happen? Or are you, um, are you doing a practice with your mind at all, uh, of other than just letting go and watching and letting it be? I'm kind of trying to nail down the mental experience of life or the you know, understanding that it's not real and it's a dream, which that part I'm still hung up on, well, who's having the dream? But uh, There is no dream. The what? If you investigate who's having the dream, you'll find that there is no dream. There isn't even a dream. You see, that's the trouble if you investigate that one. If somebody kicks me, it's going to hurt. In a dream, so would a pinch if somebody pinched you. Somebody's running after you, your heart will fly. Even though you're inside in bed, there's nobody running after you. But you're dreaming it, there's going to be a reaction. That's the power of the mind. Okay, but back to the practice yeah, part. Sure. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to jump again now and we'll, we'll go back to this thing or not, let's see. Um, if the reason that you're your own guru is because you don't trust anybody. Mm. Well, it's just been my experience that my, it seems to me my instincts have played better for me than the people that, that were yeah. in charge most of the time. All right, okay. Okay. So you use your own instinct, okay, that's fine. But yeah. as far as this journey, this practice, this um, understanding of being that we're, that we're here to hear or to feel, um, is there a practice that leads you into this other than dropping uh, all your concepts and you know just letting emptiness? It sounds like um, be the main. Uh, you know, just being an observer. I'm trying to understand a uh, from a practitioner's point of view. The most direct, the most direct practice from where you're talking from is to find out if you're real. To find out if you really do exist. That's the most direct. I'm thing. pretty okay with that. That I understand the the nature of the mind and how it you know form. It's constantly changing. There's nothing there that's absolute. There's nothing there that's inherently existing. I mean, I understand all that. Uh, I'm really down with that, <laughs> or whatever. But, um... Why is there a but then? Because if nothing is real, sure, what, how? Doesn't it well, kind of cancel out everything else? Well, I mean, because you just can't sit and go into a coma. I mean... But you your life happens, it's just not real. And if you know it's not real, why would you be bothered about it? I guess it's the it's that dividing line of you know being on that fence of it being real or not real and you know even understanding that it's not real um, you still have to deal with the not realness. But it has no weight. It has no burden because there isn't an individual there who's taking responsibility. It has no weight. It's just play. It's like playing shop with a child. Do you know that kind of play? Talking about Santa Claus to a kid, you know that kind of thing? <coughs> it's, it's like a, there's no investment in it because you know it's a play. And it becomes like that all the time. So there isn't a burden, life isn't a burden. So back to the, <coughs> back to the practice of watching and observing and not having any attachment to it. And it's just, it's just a play like a movie, like you were saying earlier, or it's- It is, but it's, it's, 
It's more it, an observation than a practice. You see, that'll keep an impersonal eye observing. That'll work for a while. It'll, it'll be, it's mind refining the mind, but if you really want to go for the root, then it's like, okay, check out the reality feel of life. Check out the reality of it. What is it that makes it? Get a nose for finding out what gives something a real, the sense of being real. Or the, the sense of you being the one who has to make something happen. What makes that seem more authentic than just moving material? Than just pretend? Because it is just pretend. So why does it have the weight of being real? Do you, do you see? It's sneaking in there. There's a, there's a heaviness somewhere. That heaviness only comes from, from mind believing it's real. So for you, I'd say go after that heaviness. The guy who feels responsible or burdened in some way. Ha! That's when it's playing as real. That's when you're caught. That's when there's separation. The burden for you is the smell of separation. That makes sense. Yeah, I caught a few glimpses of it, and it kind of fades in and out. But yeah. Yeah. Okay. I mean, if I if I were to expand on my story, that would be it. Is the heaviness and the um, uh, the attachment and the self-importance that I've placed on it. And um, I've been very fortunate, don't get me wrong, I mean, I love my life, I have no regrets. Great. Um, But I've relished it. And I've had a serious passion for many things and many awesome experiences. And to drop that, sort of heartbreaking in that. Yeah. But the depth <coughs> that is required to relish, you know, the fullness, the richness that your life has been so far, is the flip side of the heavy weighted responsible guy. It's the same energy. One is the plus and one is the negative. They're in bed together. Do you see that? Mm-hmm. That's the price. They have to go together. Yeah, and I think part of it has been the realization that the, the way that I've lived and the things that I've done are, are not quite as possible <coughs> due to just general aging and the, and the obvious um, physicality of the way I've lived. and. Um, that has that has rendered me wondering what what's coming up now in the future, you know. And it's not a fear; it's just a sadness of mm. the passion that I have had, mm. and it's been hard for me to reconcile a strictly a uh, sedentary mental acceptance of mm. you know. Because I always said when I was younger, I could care less about getting older and not being able to do the things I love to do. And unfortunately, that's still there. Uh-huh. And um, 
body is not cooperating as much, is it not? Right. <laughs> yeah, and I'm not growing all gracefully. Yeah. So, <laughs> yeah, but that's a small part, I think. Sure. I think sure. there's, there's acceptance coming about that. Yeah. But I don't want to take up too much time, but I do... Uh, You know, I have I have uh, actually given all my energy now to this, yes. except for when I'm out doing something. It's no more a um, adrenaline rush. It's more of a peace and mental and, and it, you know, it's a trans transition into this um, hopeful awakening or a um, observation and a, and a acceptance. Yeah. And. Um, I'm very excited about it. I've thrown all my energy into it. I've cut back to my business where I work by myself. I mean, just a lot of things to where I've given it all my energy. And the emptiness leaves me uh, with a lack of practice or the lack of something to, for a better word, achieve. Mm -hmm. um, uh, it keeps my motivation. Mm -hmm. uh, in a in a fairly uh, mundane area. Yeah. yeah. So you so so are you trying to sneak something in from a rich life so that you can bring a little bit of that scaffolding <coughs> into the emptiness? Yeah. Yeah. No practice for you then. No practice for you. Emptiness. Let it all fall away. And the values that you've placed on having a full and rich and fulfilling life, chuck them. Chuck it. it. Played how it played. Don't see it as anything special, anything different. That'll lessen the attachment to that way of mm. thinking. I was afraid you were going to say that. <laughs> <laughs> Do we know the answers ourselves. Mind will do anything to keep the show going, won't it? Could you say something about meditating? The value in meditating? Yeah, it, it, you know, it's a practice for training the mind to focus on one point. 
It's like eating healthy for the mind. Mind becomes healthier in some way and it doesn't go crazy. Hmm. That's all. It's just like health food for the mind, you know? So phenomenally, it's, you know, it makes for a peaceful life, a more peaceful life. But at the end of the day, it's just part of the movie. Everything is. Everything nameable. Every concept, everything we can talk about is just movie material. Even stillness, even silence. It's just all ideas. Believed into some kind of existence. You know? There's nothing. I mean, there's really nothing. Do you know? And then yeah. take nothing away. Yeah. Not even the idea of nothing. So meditative, if you like. And there are people who uh, become awake. Yep. Lucky buggers. <laughs> <laughs> and the rest of us, you know, walk the road on our knees mm. only to discover, oh, it was going nowhere. <laughs> the walking on my knees was keeping the frigging eye alive. Oh. But that, has to, that can only be seen at the end of the bath, you know. There's no point in buying that idea. It's inauthentic. Isn't all of this kind of strange from a point of view, or at least from some of our point of view, everything's strange that we aren't there yet, or we think about trying to be there but not trying, and all these kind of dichotomies and oxymorons. I mean, does it seem, I mean, you see the oneness now, but that seems strange. Why is it even here? Or does that become clear? It's, 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 kind of it's known that. that hmm? I could have asked them about that. It's known that it's, that it's not real. Yeah. And that manifestation is going to create every version of every possibility possible. And that's what it does. So this is the space, life, creation, the galaxies. This is the space where, where that happens, where every possible version of an idea can present itself. I'm, I'm the, the actual content of the idea, well, should, that doesn't matter at all. It's just, it's just being thought because it can be thought. That's all, just because it can be thought. The content of the idea is just not, not significant at all. Do you know? So it, it, just, it just plays, you know? There's a, there's, a, there's a wider perspective, I suppose, that's, that's seen, you know, other than the particular. I'm not serious when I say my next statement, but at least the Christians have some logic behind all this. Logic? Well, I mean, religion, know. any kind of religions have logic behind, you know, have some like, explanation. Yeah, sure, yeah. logic and lack of logic yeah. are both fine. They're, they're all the same. Yeah. You know, the Western mind loves logic, you know. I don't try to find the logic. I really don't. I yeah. just sort of let it flow. I, yeah. I say things happen, and I'm just kind of ready for things to happen. I, I do certain things, but, you know, I don't. My wife used to say, I'm always going to know why. I really want to know why much anymore. Yeah. I just kind yeah. of threw that in. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. So, Is it strange? Yeah. 
Is it strange? <laughs> <laughs> to whom? What's the reference point? Because if something's strange, then we have the opposite as well. So how would you know something is strange? This thinking piece of me, I guess, or the experiencing piece of me. I don't really argue with myself about it or discuss it or think yeah. much about it. Yeah. Just it came up with this. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe it's not strange. It was just a spon like you say, a spontaneous thought and just Yeah, yeah, sure. Don't let it be yours, huh? No. Spontaneous thoughts happen. You know, you can look at this rug in stereo or something interesting. I used to work in stereo. I want to see a pattern across my eyes and it just kind of float around. It's interesting because you have nothing to do. You do that all the time. You speculate, can you speculate on reincarnation? The idea of rebirth, coming back? Yeah, I've spoken about this in a few different uh, recordings, so pardon me if it's repetitious for anybody. Um, <clears throat> from, from the way it's understood here, anyway, is, is that the, the, the thing that continues on is, is desire, because desire is the most potent movement of the personal eye. And so when the physical body dies, there's, when there's no soul, the soul is like a Christian concept, you know. Uh, life force just gets recycled, things are born and things died and that's it. And so, so that which moves on is something that hasn't found resolution, it's like a piece of energy that has to find resolution. And the mind interprets a piece of energy that has to find resolution as desire. Okay? And so the desire, desire when it is, uh, you know, fully formed as like, I wanted to whatever, to, to have kids and I never had kids in my whole life. Okay, and I really wanted to have kids and it's a regret that you couldn't let go of. Okay, so if there is that desire, it is going to try and find resolution. 
So that's the thing that will, that, that a desire like that is potent enough to have a, an identity going with it. Because you can't have desire without a personal eye, one who wants it. And so what happens is that thought literally will find a place of where it can be resolved. Now, if when the idea of the personal eye is really strong or individual identity is really strong, and you, you put the idea of a religion on top of that, well, then we're going someplace and where you know, reincarnation is possible and we go from whatever, an ant or you know, a more basic insect, a cockroach or something, right through to right through to, you know, human beings, which are supposedly more intelligent than anything, which is really doubtful. So, you know, and so, so we go to this ultimate state and, and we stop reincarnating once the truth is seen. Yeah, sure, there's nothing to reincarnate once the truth is seen, because what is there? There's nothing. There's nothing to reincarnate. Okay, that makes sense. There's nothing. There's nothing sticky. But, but as long as there is desire, whether it's in an ant or in a person, if there is desire running, it is going to find resolution somewhere. And that's the thing that goes someplace. So very often if somebody has a past life experience, you know, you know, the, oh yeah, I had a past life when I was Joan of Arc. The amount of people who were Joan of Arc is extraordinary, you know. <laughs> like really, it's quite amazing, you know. So the, the, the snippet is like, it's like an unresolved thought, you know. And if you look at somebody's past, okay, well, okay, so Joan of Arc, so, so, you know, I mean, how much of that life can you remember? Oh, you know, one scene. You know, four seconds or something, and then and then of course our mind grabs the identity of oh that was me and, <coughs> and it's like oh for God's sake, it's just an idea cruising through consciousness, which had which had the some kind of trauma registered on a personal eye, and now that thought is seeking resolution, and so it will pop in and get resolved through somebody else. It's it's seen, it has its expression, and it's released, and that's it. That's your past life thing. That's all it is. Do you see? So you can have you can have past life experiences in one life. Yeah. I mean, you can have those desires to talk about reincarnate, reincarnate in one life. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's all possible. It's all just one big pot, smelting pot, you know. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. But it's not a clean one soul or one identity progressing at at all. It's not, linear time isn't that tight at all. Yeah. So there's no carrier of, of identity? No, not of identity, only of desire. Desire. Only of desire. And, and then we tag on identity because, you know, there's somebody who had a past life. It's like, oh, for goodness sake, you just invented that part. It was just an idea, just a desire. Were you Christian before? I was reared, yeah. Catholic? Catholic, yeah. <laughs> it's the curse. Ah, sure. Something else to explore and throw away. I spent three bloody years studying to be a priest. Ah, <laughs> did you? With the Benedictine. <laughs> with the Benedictine. Oh. I spent three years studying theology. Yeah, in a in a in a seminary. Oh dear. It's <laughs> a bitch. It's <laughs> <laughs> a bitch. And the Benedictines aren't a bad batch. Now you you you, you took a you, you you chose a less toxic than other versions of Catholicism. That's for sure. I actually wanted to be a Trappist. Pardon? I actually wanted to be a Trappist. Did you? Did you? Yeah. yeah. 
I'm sure it's all just the unfolding of nothing, you know, just nothing. Just nothing. Just happenings, you know, and, and explore that, and they didn't even happen. It's like there's, there's, there's no solid ground in any of this, you know, there's no solid ground. Unless the eye creates it and imagines it, and then everything is believed, of course, but... There is no personal life. There is no impersonal life at all. suggested that um, one thing I could do is just say, it's okay, it's okay, it's okay. <laughs> is that a good way for me to lead my life from moment to moment? Everything works some of the time. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Try it for a while. Try it un- until it's not juicy anymore, until it's kind of dry. So it came up when you suggested lying in bed, what to do with your mind there, you know, in that space. So start there. It just seems like allowing would be a good practice. Yeah. But, you know, it's a lot easier said than done. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Take small steps, huh? Mm -hmm. It's like saying, you know, to live your life, okay, you'll have to brush your teeth 700 times a year. It's like, Jesus, they'll be worn out. It's like, actually, if you brush them twice a day, you go over 700. Do you know? <laughs> you know, but you just don't brush them 700 <laughs> times one day, you know? Like, <laughs> you see, it's, it's step by step, you know, before you know it. It's... So to live your life in one way, it's like, hold on, now, the whole body, you can't chew the whole thing with one methodology. But, 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 short until all the juice is taken out of it, everything is okay. Everything is okay. So these relentless thoughts I have all day long, would that be an approach with that as well? Yeah, yeah. It's okay, it's okay. That's just mind, this is okay. Everything's all right. What's happening right here, right now, this is enough. That's mind. You see, if you fight mind, it's going to get tighter. It'll get speedier. 
You can't. I wish my mind would stop. You're right in there then. Do you see? But in some ways saying, yeah, that's fine. That's fine. You're just busy. That's your nature to be busy. That's fine. So to hold a position, and it's mind, of course, that's holding a position to mind. But it's that if attention is, is pulled away from being caught in the thoughts and can allow the thoughts to be there, but, but they're known to be thoughts, this would make a big shift for you. This is what we're after. To not get caught. Yeah, yeah. in the story of the thoughts. And, and you'll get caught, and you'll see that you're caught, and then you're out of it, and like, oh my God, I'm totally in my head. Okay, everything's okay. Everything's okay. It's all right. That's just mind being busy. It's all right. Do you know? And to, to wind it down a little bit in this way, that would be really useful. Yeah. Yeah. But, you know, moment by moment. Not even day by day, just moment by moment, you know? Take it slowly. Slow everything down. feel a lot of uh, gratitude towards you right now and uh, as I came in no matter how pure I thought my motives were I came here for something for myself and now I just am just reveling in not knowing yes and not being the one who knows or doesn't know yes And gratitude arises, but let it be for nobody, huh? Yeah. It just arises. Don't let it be from you, far Jack. Not interested in it here. <laughs> it just arises. It's just happening. Huh? It's beautiful because it's not not knowing is any strategy. Or, yeah. It's just exactly. the truth. Exactly. That's right. But your art can't be known. It can't be known not by that knowing faculty that is in life. So not knowing is a pretty benign place for mind to hang out. Not knowing is just fine.
not knowing. Is that love? It's love. It's love. I never seem to be able to explain this properly, but the way that it's understood here is that love is movement. It's that, it's, it's the moving. Okay, everything in this realm was moving all the time. It's always changing. Even a stone is breaking down. There's always movement, and that atoms don't stay still at all. They're always vibrating. Huh? So what we scientifically recognize as movement, that energy is actually love. That, that's actually love. But, but we've, we've categorized love and we've categorized movement as two very different things. But in the exploration of both, I ended up finding out that, oh my goodness me, actually movement is love. But, but your mind wants to use labels for different things. So everything, everything is made of love. Everything is in, in, enriched, in, imbued. Love penetrates everything. Everything everything because it's the moving capacity of every atom every molecule so it's not an emotion no? no not at all that's just the five senses doing their thing you know playing their part and labeling and naming and it's like it's like love is macro 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 movement but the personal eye has it down as an emotion personal eye has it down as a feeling it's like that's okay the personal life says that there's movement and stillness. It's like, mm. really? <laughs> Do you know? But that's, that's the personalized ways of, of coping with it, no? And making it something phenomenal. But it's, it's, it's much, much more huge than, in, than an emotion. So love is substance, the substance of life. Yeah, it's the movement. It's the moving capacity of life, yeah. Without it, that's this... Like, um, we've got a bit of combustion going on. Yeah. Yeah, that's why you can get blasts of... Oh my God, everything is just love. Every, you know, there are people often say this, you know. Everything is love. Or, oh my God, everything is just fantastic. It's just like all of a sudden I saw everything is love. And it's just a little window, you know, something that aligns with movement itself. And then mind, of course, grabs it, calls it love, calls it emotion. But without the mind, then, there's no experience of love. That's right. So when your mind is quiet, you're not experiencing... No, not experiencing anything. No, No. nothing is being experienced, no. You're not sensing love, or everything is love. Yeah, it's just love. It's just known that it's all, yeah, yeah. It's like a fish wondering what's water, you know. Yeah. But then, to humans who are sure. don't have the understanding, sure. they think that they love each other. Yeah, of course, of course. Yeah, yeah, you're not. Then there's love, and there's no love, and there's all of this thing. Huh? When you've got separation coming in. Yeah. yeah, and the movie plays like that, and the Jack character plays like that. You know, there's, there's. But that's that's the character, and she's not real, and she's just faffing about doing her thing, you know. But it's it's not real, so there's nothing that stops or starts her own expression of it, or feeling of it, or whatever. 
you know, she's, she's like, she's just a puppet being thrown about by consciousness, you know. There's a kind of a so hot in it, you know. No, I don't. <laughs> <laughs> I don't. I mean, what about the love that I feel for my children? Yeah. I, that's, that's a, yeah. I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. That's, that's love or nature. is that yeah. identification with something that is me? Yeah. Through me. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Drop the attachment and let's see what's there. You'll find that the ability to love one more than another, if there is no attachment at all, that the ability to love one over another disappears. But that's the truth of it. It's just like this, an equanimity, an absolute equanimity. And then there's a natural pull towards, and we say that there's love there. There's a gravitational pull, and really it's just energy coming together. Really it's just energy working to where there's harmony. Energy moves towards harmony, you know, and then it moves towards chaos, and then it goes harmonizes again. And that's the play of life, you know, and mind will put a label on it. Love, lack of love, absence of love, falling in love. And it puts these labels on it, but that's just how life plays. It's not a problem, you know, there's no need to deny it. There was a time when I used to deny it, you know, because it was like, none of us real, none of us real, none of us real, you know, but that, that position, because there was a position there. The person alive was taking the position of it's not being real. Duh. You know? Somehow it's all allowed, you know, it's just all, it's just manifestation. So it continues on doing its thing. I make it more complex? Mm, pretty complex. <laughs> 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 you, know, you said there's equanimity. Yeah, yeah. Um, same, sameness. Yeah. But when we're you know, in close proximity, and her children are the ones that she attends to, yes. the majority of times she's the attention to, yes. uh, to me, would yes. generate those feelings. So. You know, yes. just because she's in close proximity, uh, you know, seeing those, I would think that, I don't, I'm not saying she loves them more, but just, she's going to. Is she do going you know to? what I'm trying to say? <laughs> I do, but it's not always like that. You see, if that was an absolute, then it would always be like that. Yeah. Whoever you're around a lot, there'd be more love. There's a lot of people who are around their boss the whole time and hate him or her. You know? Okay. So... So it's not always familiarity and love go together. Um, it, it, but I've, I've, I've met lots of women on this path who like broke the attachment to their children. And of course, the, the, the nurturing continues. And of course, your kids pull your heartstrings. But it's a knowing that that's, that's just how, how Mother Earth or nature tends for its children. That's just humanity reproducing and taking care of itself. And that happens without attachment. And I've met a lot of women who, um, who imagine that, oh my God, if I detached my kids, I'd walk out the door. Lo and behold, I work with them and the detachment comes and it's like, I could absolutely walk out the door and never see these children again. I love them dearly, but I absolutely, if that happens, it happens, not a problem. And it very, very, very rarely happens. 
something is taking care of itself. Mm-hmm. Something is minding its own. It's minding the continuity process, you know? You know? There was a documentary many, many years ago I saw where uh, they were trying to, uh, they were talking about love and how nature takes care of itself. Yeah. Individual aspect of nature. And they, did, they focused on the lions. And uh, the lioness had three babies. Yeah. And she protected and nur- nurtured and the whole thing. Had a little cave area. In this particular case, they had a little cave area. Uh-huh. And, uh huh. As they grew, she taught them how to hunt yeah. rabbits and things like this. Yeah. And of course, they fumbled and did all this. But at some point, uh, she would uh, walk fast ahead of them, and they would want to follow her. And uh, and as they grew, and they were catching rabbits and doing all this other stuff, she and the mate in this case, while the, the little ones were sleeping, took off and kept on running and running and running and running and left those three alone. Yeah. And then when they woke up, they mm. Yeah. I just hear. Yeah, no adults. Yeah. And within a day's time, they were out there doing their own hunting. Yeah, of course. And they said this was nature's way of showing love. Yes. Yes, a bird chucking a baby bird out of the nest, you know? Yeah, yeah. No attachment there, huh? No. No fear there. Yeah. Let it play as it does, you know? mistakes? Oh no, not at all. Not at all. Everything happens exactly as it must.
feel like a lot of this is um, kind of expanding into something bigger for me, you know, and, and just, and tonight, just the thoughts that have been occurring as the, tonight's gone on is just seeing how, how bigger and um, how less centrally focused, you know, life is and how, how, uh, how beautiful it is in, in every sense of the way of um, just the privilege, you know, of just observing it. And um, I mean, it, it feels like, you know, the unknowing is the, is the magical part, you know, that, that, that invites, you know, like a clean slate, the unknowing, you know, it's like a, <clears throat> almost like a new beginning kind of thing, or, or just a, a realization um, that it's far more unknown and, and more okay in the sense of being unknown than trying to know. Mm -hmm. um, and, and, and it's almost not supposed to know. Yeah. Like, yes. Yes. It's okay not to know. Or even further than that, and the yes, fact that it's, that it's um, better, or that it's impossible, and it's an ever-changing uh, non-reality. It's like there's a resolution in the not knowing. Something is resolved in the not arriving at that place of like, knowing that you can't know. Something is resolved there. Mm. You can only know what you're not. And it, it's kind of, um, it kind of dissolves the arrogance that mind has around being able to, you know, control it, manage it, know all there is to be known. It's like a, an antidote for that arrogance, you know. Unless the mind claims not knowing and gives it a value, which of course can happen to. <laughs> there'd be kind of a humility about it, you know. there's an I don't know. In one way you can play with it because if this is hitting you as a concept now I suppose I'm just going to bounce out something. Because the it's, it's, it's a useful stepping stone for the personal eye because the personal eye is a reference point for everything. I think this and this is my life and this is, these are my opinions and this is my position, this is my identity. Everything is bounced off one central point. And the I don't know position is just a bit looser, you know? It's not quite as sticky, it doesn't defend itself, it doesn't project itself, it's not, it's not as full of the potential to reinforce the personal eye, you know? 
five minutes there about someone? Yes. <laughs> okay. Anything else hanging around? Are we going to pass that around? Yeah. Sure. Should we? I think so. Maybe so after. Well, you mention it. Huh? Yeah. Just point out there's the donations chart. Okay. Yeah, it's just by the door. Mm -hmm. A huge sign up. I saw a video <coughs> in uh, Costa Rica, Costa Leva, Costa mm. Leva, something mm. like that. Costa Rica. Is that a, is that going to be an ongoing? No, I left. I got sick and I left. Oh, okay. So what happened? I got sick and I oh. left. Yeah, the body couldn't hack it at all. <laughs> the humidity or the uh, just the back-to-back uh, uh, -back retreats, the workload was too much and mm -hmm. the body crashed, I got sick, layers and layers of sickness and type of sickness. I was saving up. Hmm? I was saving up for the trip. Oh well, some things don't last long. <laughs> okay, a minute left. That's the How long are you going to be in the States? Pardon? How long will you be in the States? Um, there's a residential retreat in Asheville next week, five-day retreat. Tuesday to Saturday, or no, maybe it's Tuesday to Sunday. Oh God, I can't remember. Anyway, and I go back to Ireland after that. So the residential retreat is kind of full on. We talk during satsang, and the rest of the time is silent. And by goodness, you'll see the tricks of the mind then. <laughs> That's for sure. Five days of silence. Yes, the only talking is satsang. No talking? No talking. No questions and answers? In satsang, yes. Sat satsang is the only time we talk. The rest of it is just watching mind. Mm. Heavy. Yeah, it's heavy. It's great though. <laughs> it's great because like, wow, like it's, you, you know, you, you go in there to the... So this, this coming weekend is not going to be that format? No, this coming weekend is like Friday night, two sittings on Saturday, two sittings on Sunday. Huh? Okay. Yeah. Um, the residential is different because like if you if you have somebody cooking for you and somebody, you know, you've nothing to do, like your phone is off, you've no computer access. There's nothing to do but watch your head. Mm -hmm. So then it's great to just rent out a whole premises and, and, and do it there, you know. Dedicated space. Time to watch madness of the mind. Mm. Nothing else going on. Mm. Yeah. Thanks for coming to Raleigh. Well, thank you for the invite. Shabash. Mm. Pardon? Shabash. What's Shabash? You didn't pick that up in India. Very good. Ah, okay. Yeah. Uh, I picked up this in India. I heard one, but it covers a multitude. <laughs> 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 so is everybody okay? Reasonably? <laughs> Reasonably. Reasonably. All right then. Thank you, Jack. Thank you for hanging out. Thank you, folks. Thank you, Jack.